A good Ner Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem Shear number 46 in the Svarim of Zelak Tliskin, in the Sefer and Kindness. We're pretty much towards the end of that Sefer, and Metz Hashem, we're going to start in the next Shear uh, a new Sefer on, of Zelak Tliskin on focusing on another Midah. And um, in this Shear, we're going to talk about a few concepts. Number one is when people use the word just, like just. Don't worry, just smile and be happy, just stop getting angry, just do what you should do. And um, one should avoid using such expressions because if someone's, let's say, furious at somebody, you just tell them, ah, just calm down, it won't have a major effect on his um, state. You're implying that it's easy. You're implying that the person knows exactly what needs to be done and all he needs to do is make a slight effort, just do it. Just do this, just do that. And I know you, people mean well by saying that, but very often it's not realistic and you're sort of um, under-emphasizing um, the real problem and the struggle that's behind it. Um, so instead of saying just do this, just do that, you need to more or less be more empathetic and show that it's not such a simple thing and work with them on it. Another concept he talks about is not to talk in a condescending way when you're trying to help somebody. Sometimes when people are attempting to help, they, they, they sound very um, inferior, uh, uh, rather superior, and causes the one who wants to, who needs this help to feel inferior. And the important thing is, again, to have a deep respect for everyone you help. It's making you, when you're helping people, realize that it's helping to fulfill your mission in life. You need to be grateful to those that you're helping, realizing, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for giving me that opportunity to help somebody else. And you're actually helping me by helping you. That's brought down in many cases, that very often the Chazal say more than the Chesed that the rich person does to, for the poor person, the poor person is doing for the rich person by simply being there as an opportunity for the rich person to do that chesed. And that's a very important thing. And very often when people are involved in chesed, they fail to give people that self-respect that they actually need. And another concept he talks about is not to use your kindness as a weapon. Some people use kindness as a weapon. Um, for example, if you're angry at that person that you helped a lot, then you attack them and say, uh, how could you do this? You see how much I did for you. Never use the good you do or you did do for somebody as an offensive weapon. If Even if you're upset at that person, you work it out, you iron it out, but never use as leverage and say, how could you do this after everything that I've done for you? If you want to use a past act as leverage to motivate, um, if it's necessary, if, the, if even if you feel it's necessary, you have to do it with a respect and with a kindness, and and with a with a with with a derech eretz. So to finish to finalize the the this the series on kindness on the safer on kindness, here's a few. You cite this at the end. And here are a few of them. He gives 10 of them. 
And number one is not to be obsessed with people you cannot help. Sometimes it's beyond your ability to help certain people. Instead, focus on the ability of people you can have, can help. You're a human being, you have your limitations, you can't always help everybody. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Even when I have a chanasah and invite people by the table, or to do certain types of chesed, sometimes it's, I feel it's beyond my capacity to do certain chasadim for certain people. I'll give you an example. If someone, you know, is extremely emotionally or physically handicapped, and sometimes I'll find it difficult to do chesed for, for them, but I always need to remember, first of all, that's a chesaron in me, not in them. It means that I, whether rightfully or wrongfully, are not, don't have the mental uh, strength or the emotional courage to help those particular people. That's why you find some people, when they volunteer and they help severely handicapped people, some have the capacity to do it, and some have difficulty doing it. Similar to, let's say, Hatzalah. Some people have the ability to get into these situations and see injuries. Khalila shouldn't happen to anyone, but when it does happen that they're there and they help and it may be look ugly and it may look uh, severe and they're able to do help it and other people can't handle it. And they can't help in those ways, but instead they help in other ways. So don't be obsessed with people you can't help or have difficulty helping and instead just focus on this so much opportunity for everyone to help according to their capacity. Another thing is, don't allow when there's a lack of kindness to influence you to stop helping. In other words, when you help and you don't get the hakaras atayv for helping, or they attack you even as you're helping, don't feel discouraged by that. Don't let any lack of warmth coming your way to hold you back from doing chesed. Another thing he says is don't try keeping to help somebody who doesn't want your help. Some people are so independent and they don't want to accept your help and or embarrassed to take your help, you need to respect their boundaries very often. You tell them I'm here for you when you need me, but if you see they're resisting it, you may have to let go. Another lesson is also not to give up too soon. Sometimes you see resistance Seems like the person does not want to be helped, but you gave up right away. But if you continued and asked again and you became friendly again with tone of voice, sooner or later their resistance will break down and they'll acknowledge, yes, I do need the help. So don't give up too soon. And don't complain when people ask you to do things for them. You have a right sometimes to refuse. They see you're a nice person and you may overextend yourself, so you have a right to put your borders down and say no when you're not able to. I'm sorry I can't help you at this time. But don't complain about it when they ask. Because it's normal to need for people to need help to ask for that help. Or to tell somebody, don't tell somebody, uh, let's say who, um, let's say their, their boiler broke down and it's the middle of the winter and they have no way to move in there in 20, 30 degree weathers and even the house it's very cold, 40 degrees or whatever. And you're not empathetic. And you tell them, listen, uh, I remember when my boiler broke down 
and I was, uh, you know, eight weeks without heat. So if I could go live a long time without it, so can you. So there's a lack of empathy there. That's not the right approach. And another thing is not to be hurt if a selfish person, selfish person complains that you're selfish. Sometimes you have people that manipulate kind people by telling them they're selfish and creates a guilty complex and have them do chesed. So don't feel intimidated by the manipulation of other people. You have this sometimes when people are collecting for tzedakah or people um, that they throw a lot of manipulation and guilt complexes and and attacks directly or indirectly to get you feel uncomfortable or hurt or to make you really believe you're selfish unless you give over $500 on the spot. And you don't have to be hurt if someone complains that you're selfish and manipulates you that way. Um, another thing is not to be naive. Don't believe every story you hear. You check it out. There's a whole yisoid of what to give with tzedakah. The people who come to the door or people that come in shul. And of course, not saying titeng, you should give whatever you can give, but you have a right to question. But generally speaking, you have a right to inquire. And you have a right to be selective in the tzedakah that you're giving and how you're giving it. A person could be extremely generous with his tzedakah. Let's say he has miser and he knows he's going to give $1,500 to tzedakah. He even earmarked it already. It's miser. I'm giving $1,500 to tzedakah. And maybe I'll even push myself and give me 1600 even though it's beyond the miser. I'm willing to do it. I'm ready to do it. So it's not a matter of you being cheap or anything like that. But you have a right to be selective. Who am I giving it to you to? What's, what, what is their story? And you help them accordingly. Don't say things that may cause someone to feel badly when you help that person. Don't embarrass somebody while you're doing something for them. Um, sometimes with Bikachoylam it happens. You know, they're, they're in a vulnerable position and you need to turn them in the bed or, or, or feed them something and they, they uh, um, have trouble swallowing and it spits out, whatever. It's not... It seems like very, and they feel embarrassed by it, and you have to just block it out, pretend that that is not happening, and treat them with dignity, even though they're in an undignified position. So all this is very important. And to be Messiah, and he has a beautiful seam over here, he goes through a few things at the end, and I'm just going to quote it because it's just really beautiful. To remember this as... We're concluding the safer and kindness and all the weeks that we talked about it. And we're going to go back to kindness, Metashem. And the truth is the other midas that are described that we're going to discuss in future shiurim and different books on different midas. Kindness will come back because it's, it, it's a thread through life. And know that every time you act kindly, it's not just you, the whole world is more kind as a result. Every time you are compassionate, the world is more compassionate. Every time you smile at someone, the world is a more cheerful place. Every time you transform someone's worry into serenity, the world is a more serene place. Every time you calm someone who is angry, the world is a more pleasant place. 
This is what it means that everyone has to believe for me the world was created and you have an amazing ability to affect the dynamic of the world. You may seem like just one individual. What's it worth? What, how significant can I actually be? But the truth is you have a great amount of significance and you're, what you do as an individual matters and it does affect the surroundings around you and the world at large in a subtle way despite the fact that you may not see it that way or you don't know how that could happen or that how, how that is, but it actually is. Every time you visit someone who is ill, you're making the world a kinder place. Every time you comfort a mourner, you're making the world a kinder place to live in. Every time you judge someone favorably, you're making a world, the world a kinder place, place to live in. Every time you lend one of your possessions to someone, you're making the world a kinder place to live in. Every time you help a stranger find his way, you're making the world a kinder place to, to, to live in. Your individual acts of chesed is a tikkun oilam. You're being masakin oilam. You are actually fixing the world. You are a world unto yourself, and you're fixing the world. You may seem like you lead a private, quiet life. What's the significance? It is extremely significant. And every act of kindness, every single act, no matter how minor it may feel or be, is valuable, is precious, and... Um, and so on and so forth. And um, and all this is so important. And um, every once in a while, you have an opportunity to say or do something for someone about which they will be able to tell you, I've been waiting for you my entire life. You never know. You know, sometimes a kind word that you say, a certain observation that you said, will affect a person to such an extent where they're going to tell you, you know something, you changed my life. You changed my life. So here's a few examples of that. And we end off this last year on this safer with this. For example, I heard a lot of criticism throughout my life, and I've been waiting for someone to tell me that they see my good qualities and strengths. And if you're the person that pointed out those good qualities and strengths, how fortunate are you? Or I have a learning disability and I was waiting for someone to find a way to help me with a breakthrough. Or I'm sensitive to criticism and insults and I've been waiting for someone to help me feel so good about myself that I can view criticism and insults objectively without feeling severe pain or feeling attacked. Or I desperately needed to lose weight and I have tried many diets and many plans and nothing has worked for me and I can't do it alone and I need a coach who can stick with me while I'm experiencing my ups and downs. And that's also a chesed. You, struggle, you help a person that's struggling with that or other types of struggles. And so they don't feel less alone. And even if it's not, it's still a struggle and it doesn't come easy to overcome. And the struggle's still there, but it helps a lot. It's very meaningful. And people who give encouragement to each other about their lives. People, for example, who procrastinate and you teach them how to become more proactive. People who seem to have lack, lacking in ambition and you give them a, a, a tachlis in life and that creates a feeling of becoming more ambitious about important things in life. 
or some people that are fearful about around other people and you help them feel more comfortable around people or somebody who by nature is very disorganized and you help them become more organized all of these examples are tremendous chasadim that you could do and may Hashem help Baruch Hashem we finished this safer on kindness the book is called kindness changing people's lives for the better by Rabbi Zelik Pliskin and we're going to Bezash Hashem in the next year choose another safer with another Mida that we're going to let you know next week what it's about and we're going to start it Bezash Hashem and one by one and with working through it like just like with this safer people will come more kind to one another and with every single safer to develop that Mida and we should all be zeichet to it and we could be zeichet to it Metz Hashem Habolet Tayyar Messiah Noisai and B'derach Shadam writes Alalachas Moilich Noisai and we need to believe in that ability Hashem gave us and gives us all the time to improve ourselves have a wonderful Shabbos